Talk about British Columbia's illicit drug overdose crisis now. The continuing wave of fatalities, the controversies recently over harm reduction, especially safe supply of drugs to reduce overdose deaths. The chief coroner of British Columbia, Lisa LaPointe, standing by. First, let's have a listen to this report here from Global News reporter Paul Johnson. Another month and another tragic milestone in B.C.'s drug overdose epidemic. The coroner's service reported Thursday that a record 206 British Columbians died in April, almost seven a day, a 17% increase from April of last year, bringing the year-to-date total to 814. Okay, let's discuss now with my guest, Lisa LaPointe, the Chief Coroner of British Columbia, and I'm very pleased you could make the time today. Chief Coroner, thank you very much for coming on today. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. Yeah, I appreciate it a lot. So let's talk, first of all, about the numbers that we heard in this report. I think in some case, in some ways, we're becoming numb to these numbers, but, you know, when we talk about seven people a day dying, what does that number mean to you as the province's Chief Coroner? Well, I appreciate you um, noting, you know, how just how many people we're losing in our province. Um, we have lost an average of more than six people a day since the beginning of 2021. And of course, since the beginning of the crisis in 2016, we've lost more than 12,000 people. And these are people across uh, BC in communities big and small. Uh, it impacts families and um and neighborhoods and, you know, co-workers, it's, it truly is a crisis that's hitting, hitting us very, very hard and continues to. Does it surprise you in any way that these numbers continue to be at these shocking levels, given everything that the province has tried from harm reduction and other measures, expanded treatment? Why do the numbers keep going up, do you think? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think one of the things that surprised us initially when this public health emergency was declared in 2016 I think we anticipated that uh, we would see uh, a flurry of activity in terms of response, harm reduction, and then the numbers of people dying would drop. And I think some of the some of the information, some of what we learned since then, is that we have significant numbers of people in our province who are opioid dependent or uh, suffering with opioid use disorder. So estimates are that there are over a hundred thousand people in our province with the opioid use disorder. So the dependence on the illicit market, which has been so toxic and continues to be, as you know, it's unregulated. Uh, we continue to see new substances uh, all the time, but fentanyl continues to be prevalent and uh, really is the, the, the drug that is taking the most lives. It's, it's present in about 85% of all deaths in the province, and it is just uh, very, very difficult to regulate fentanyl and in terms of um, I don't mean in terms of legal re- regulation, but in terms of people who are using it, because a couple of grains can make a difference between life and death. Right. Okay, Chief Corner, let's talk a little bit about some of the, the controversies here over harm reduction measures, and especially safe supply, because I know you've been paying close attention to this this dialogue. This is These are issues that have been brought up prominently in the B.C. legislature and the House of Commons, and we've talked a lot about it here on this show. So the idea of prescribing a so-called safe supply of opiates to a vulnerable drug user here um, to give them hydromorphone or Dilaudid, which is the the commercial brand name, so they don't die from street drugs like fentanyl. 
and I know you followed closely some of the, the controversies on this. Let me play a clip here for you from Eleanor Sturko, BC United MLA, sort of the lead critic for the opposition in the legislature, how she feels that these safe supply drugs are, are risky and not being managed properly. Here's what she told me on an earlier show, and I'll get your thoughts. Dilaudid still poses a risk to the public. It is not a safe um, drug. It is a publicly supplied addictive drug that can lead to addiction. A person can still overdose from it. Would you would you say that is that is true that there is a risk of these safe supply drugs, people getting addicted to them, overdosing from them? I think it's important to recognize that dilaudid hydromorphone is a pain. Uh, reliever that is prescribed widely across the province, mainly for reasons other than safer supply. So about 80%, a little more than 80% of prescribing of Dilaudid in the province is for management of pain. About 14% is under the safer supply program. So Dilaudid can be used very safely and is used very safely across the province. But of course, there is um, always room in any medication prescribed or bought over the counter for abuse and risk. And that's where we have to be carefully monitoring and evaluating and Absolutely, with safer supply, it's critically important that um, we we watch for unintended um, outcomes. And the safer supply program has a rigorous evaluation framework, and it is being evaluated. Um, the data I have seen some early data. Um, I can't speak about it, but I believe it's going to be re- really soon. Uh, and it shows that it is really um, making a difference in people's lives. Yeah. I am aware of some of the concerns about the downtown east side and um, availability of Dilaudid. Although I'm informed that Dilaudid was always available in the downtown east side any time in the last 20 years, um, but I also think it's important that people understand that the downtown east side is a unique neighborhood. We did have 400 people die in the downtown east side. Sorry, 300 people died in the downtown east side last year, which was tragic. But if we Even if we prevented every death in the downtown east side, we'd have still had 2,000 deaths in the province. So this is bigger than the downtown east side. I think we just have to be really careful um, when we're monitoring. Okay. The the concern that keeps being brought up is diversion. Could these drugs end up in the wrong hands? Could they be diverted? Could they be sold on the illicit market? Could they end up in the hands of, of kids who use these drugs? And I know you've heard these concerns. I want to play a clip here for the listeners. Uh, uh, this is you speaking to a recent conference at the BC Center on Substance Use and where you outlined that you had, you'd heard from some concerns that had been outlined about this diversion. And let's have a listen, then I'll get your thoughts. And we discussed this on an earlier show with Eleanor Sturko as well, we'll discuss. But here, here you are speaking at a recent conference. Let's listen. Physicians are afraid that if they prescribe and it's diverted to an opioid-naive user, they may become opioid-dependent and they may die. And I understand that. But that may happen to some people. But the fact is, six people are dying every single day. So, Chief Coroner, did I hear you correctly there? Am I understanding your point here? Is that there is a risk of diversion that these drugs could end up in the hands of of people who are vulnerable drug users or naive drug users, and, and they may die from these drugs, but that we have to keep going with safe supply because so many people are dying from fentanyl. Is that 
Is that what your your point there? Well, two things. So the 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 context is that this is a public health emergency that has cost us twelve thousand lives, and we continue to see an average of more than six people die every day. So we could do nothing and allow six people to continue to die every day, or we could follow the advice of the experts. And we, we at the BC Coroner Service had a death review panel with subject matter experts. We know certainly the Select Standing Committee on Health, that was an all-party committee, um, uh, legislative committee uh, that heard from hundreds of witnesses, both in person and written, all have come to the conclusion that safer supply is essential in order to separate people from the toxic black market drug supply. If we don't provide regulated drugs for people who are at risk of death, they will continue to die. And so my comment was made in that context that, yes, it is absolutely understandable. We are all concerned about diversion. We need to monitor and evaluate, and I can assure you that that is going on. But what is the alternative is, is to not provide safer supply. And our death review panel members have been very clear. This is not a dichotomy of treatment, whether it's a medication-supported um, treatment or, or residential treatment or safer supply. This is a continuum of care to um, respond to an urgent health crisis that is just having a massive impact on our province. And I think you know that um, the the leading cause of death for people aged 10 to 59 in British Columbia is drug toxicity. And that is not wow. from prescribing. That is the illicit black market. Okay. So if there are concerns around diversion, though, are you? would you be willing to acknowledge that it's possible that these drugs could be diverted? They could end up in the hands of, of vulnerable users who maybe have never tried these drugs before and who may misuse them, may overdose on these drugs. But that is a price, that's kind of a price we have to pay here as part of safe supply. Yeah, so first of all, I think we need to be aware that opioid naive users are dying regularly uh, because of access to the illicit black market. So opioid naive means somebody who maybe uses cocaine regularly, maybe um, methamphetamine is their drug of choice. They think they've purchased one of those two stimulants, but in fact there's fentanyl in the in the drug that they purchase. They are opioid naive and they die. And we see that scenario. Um, so yes, absolutely, we are not um, certainly... Um, unaware of the concern about diversion. And it is a legitimate concern. As a, I mean, I've been a coroner in this province for almost 30 years. I've seen many drugs diverted, prescribed, and otherwise. Uh, it's always a concern. I think yeah. we just need to be cautious to say, oh, you know, we need to look at, we need to, there needs to be a continuum of care. It needs to be a variety of approaches. This is a, a massive, complex health crisis in our province, uh, and let's not be too quick to um, conjecture and and lose the opportunity to save lives. Speaking to Lisa Lapointe, the Chief Coroner of British Columbia. Chief Coroner, while I have you here, let me ask you about the um, situation at Surrey Memorial Hospital, and we see doctors there continuing to speak out about the lack of the service reductions there, the staff shortages. 
And this is a clip that is playing on our news every station in BC today. And you, you will hear Dr. Claudine Storness Bliss here, who is an obstetrician at Surrey Memorial Hospital, and talking about staffing levels at that hospital, which she believes led to the, the death of an infant. And I want to play this clip for you and get your thoughts. Let's listen to her, Dr. Claudine Stornes Bliss here, Surrey Memorial. We have had one newborn death that uh, at least a lack of resources can be directly applied to this bad outcome. When we do reviews of, of bad outcomes, it's extremely difficult to actually um, attribute lack of resources to a specific outcome. Uh, but it is very obvious that it certainly is at play here. A lack of resources that may le- have led to the death of an infant. Chief Coroner, I'm just wondering if you're, if this has been brought to your attention or is that something that would set off some alarm bells for you that you would investigate? Every child of a death in this province has to be reported to my office. Okay. So that death uh, will have been reported to my office and we will be investigating. And we certainly will uh, speak to the parents, we will speak to the attending physician, we will gather the medical records, um, and we will try to establish the cause of death. It is oftentimes more complicated um, than a clip uh, on, the, on the radio can, can yes. provide in terms of context, but absolutely we will be investigating that death, and that, was, that is within our jurisdiction to investigate. That is very good to know. Chief Coroner, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me.